Hey everybody, welcome back to Enter the Nerd Zone. This is Jay. And this is Pete. And today, we are going to be doing one of our favorite topics, wrestling. Oh, I was so excited. I thought we were going to be talking about uh, Bridezilla's. Um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said one of our favorite topics. I was just confused. Uh, maybe that's one of your favorite topics. <laughs> now, now we've done a lot of wrestling topics here. Uh, tag teams, feuds, managers. Uh, we looked at WrestleMania. Uh, but today, Pete and I are going to be talking about underrated wrestlers. Those guys, maybe you know them, maybe you don't really know them. Uh, kind of on the fringes a bit. Never hit the big time, but still high-quality wrestlers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, that sums it all up. No problem. Great show so, today. Uh, let's talk about who we want to uh, thank. <laughs> okay, so, uh, I mean, we both made some lists. So, would you like to start? Uh, no, you can go ahead. You can start off. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, and I, I made a pretty big list because I kind of assumed that you and I are going to have some crossover, some overlaps. So. All right, so I'm going to start with one that you might not have on your list. So um, this guy uh, started in the WW. Well, he actually started in the territories, uh, worked his way up to the WWE. Uh, they gave him a really pathetic gimmick in the beginning. He was a wrestling race car driver. Now, in reality, Bob Holly, and that's who we're talking about, hardcore, hardcore Holly, Bob Holly. Uh, you know, he was a mechanic. He did work on cars. You know, that that kind of was something he was into. But uh, the gimmick of him being like a, a wrestling race driver was very, very silly. Um, when he became hardcore Holly, held the hardcore championship, God knows how many times. I mean, that's really when he hit his stride. And I think. You know, people kind of think of him really only as that, or they think of him as an afterthought, but he, he was a pretty talented wrestler. I mean, he was his matches were always entertaining, and he wasn't the greatest guy on the mic, but he wasn't bad. You know, he had a he had kind of had that hardcore personality, and reading his biography, it's really was just kind of him. He just amped it up a little bit. I mean, he really just kind of played himself out there. Um very entertaining matches. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I just think he, he's somebody that's like totally underappreciated by fans uh, then and even now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I, I've never, I was never a big fan of his. I never really, mm -hmm. I think the gimmicks kind of threw me off with him. Um, and then, then they, when they brought in Crash, not Crash, um, his, yeah, Crash. Yeah, his little buddy with it was that Crash. Was that his buddy? Yeah, that was uh, his cousin. Yeah, his cousin. Yeah, and then they brought in uh, the sister or the the other cousin. You know. Yeah, Molly. 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 <laughs> I, I thought once they start, I was like, okay, this is like a the poor man's version, quote unquote, of the Dukes of Hazard. I was like, okay, I'm I'm pretty much done with this. But uh, yeah, I, I I get it. I, I you know he he seemed like he could be like a really great wrestler. And again, I never really watched him anywhere else. But I, I can see where you're coming with him, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's what it is, is I think, you know, he got saddled with some pretty lousy gimmicks. I mean, the whole race car driver, because, uh, you know, first when he came out, he was like Thurman, I think they called him like 
Thurman Sparky Plug, and then he was like Bob Sparky Plug. You know, it's like they slowly like kind of wielded it down to like, okay, you're Bob Holly. Then, uh, you know, with the whole hardcore championship and everything, uh, you know, he kind of stepped into that division, became hardcore Holly. And it's almost like they just didn't know what to do with him. It was sort of like, okay, we have a guy here. He's a talented wrestler. But, you know, his personality is, again, like he, he wasn't the most dynamic guy out there personality-wise. But he wasn't bad. Like he, he wasn't like a, a Chris Benoit who just couldn't talk at all. Right. I mean, you know, but he, he was kind of one-dimensional. Like he, he was like a tough guy. And like at that time, I mean, there were a lot of tough guys. And you had... Stone Cold Steve Austin at the top of the heap there. So I think he got caught up in the. He was towards the. He was the really the real end of the like you know the real gimmick end of WWE and then the beginning of the Attitude Era, and he just he was kind of like Triple H. You know Triple H was like Hunter Hearst Helmsley and he was like the you know he's wearing the you know remember how Triple H started out right you know he was like that like. Like, uh, he was like, I mean, because he was, I mean, originally, I mean, Triple H, I mean, for people that probably don't even remember, he was, it was actually Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and he was like, he was like, he was playing like a British hunter almost, and he was like bowing, and uh, I mean, it was, it was a stupid gimmick. Yeah, and then, you know, and so it was like, you know, uh, remember The Rock was uh, Rocky Malavea, whatever his name was, and he was coming Exactly. Right, so, you know, these... I think he got caught up in that, and he he wasn't as dynamic as these other guys as he found you know as they found out. So he kind of got caught up in that whole thing, and that's what happened to him, you know. And he kind of because he couldn't probably couldn't talk either. He kind of they probably you know probably on the mic he wasn't that great, so that's why he got stuck. Yeah, I mean he was he was kind of one dimensional on the mic, and I mean when he was like the wrestling you know spark plug Holly or whatever they called him back then, I mean they didn't give him much to do. Um, when he was hardcore Holly, again, he was kind of like that tough guy, but that was the thing. It was, it was sort of like, he was a great fit for the attitude era. The problem was there were so many other guys kind of doing that. And some of them were doing like the gimmick part of it better than him. Um, but like when he would get in the ring, like if you watch his matches, I mean, he was a, he was a great technical wrestler, but then he could start brawling, um, you know, I mean, Ric Flair, of course, world famous for like the chops and, you know, Bob Holly, you know, his his were pretty hard too, pretty intense. Um, I, I just think it was like kind of a good persona, just not good enough to really get noticed and just kind of got lost in the shuffle. But it's a shame because, I mean, I think I think in the ring he was a really good performer. And since he was just kind of bland otherwise, I think that's why people really tend to forget him. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that one. Alrighty, so my, who's made your list? Okay, my mine it's he's I don't know if he's underrated, but I really think he is. Um mm-hmm. uh mine is my first one is Owen James Hart. Uh Okay. I think he I think he's underrated. Uh, I think some of it is okay, first of all he died too early. Uh, Absolutely. I think uh, that you know that's that's one of the you know the stipulations here, but I think he was underrated because he was. I think because he was again, he was underneath his brother all the time, right? You know, he was. Uh, you know, he's the brother of Bret Hart, so he was mm-hmm. always under his 
under his brother. No matter what happened, he was always Bret Hart's little brother. I think they used him. You know, the Blue Blazer thing was a joke, I think, sometimes. And I think that's the thing that really killed him, the Blue Blazer thing, right? I mean, literally, yeah. Literally literally killed him, right? So... I, I just think that they didn't use him properly all the time. Now, again, he got an inter, Intercontinental Championship. Um, I just don't, I don't know. I, I felt like they under like the WWE underused him. I thought he was very good on the mic. Um, I, I thought he was better than his brother at times, to be honest with you. I just thought I, – I say he's underrated because I thought that, you know, they he was underutilized because his brother was so utilized. Yeah, and I think and I think you're exactly right. I mean, his when he kind of came onto the scene, his brother was already a huge star, and I will absolutely agree that he was much better on the mic than Brett. But the sad thing of it is, is in the beginning, really for most of his time there, they played it up as he's Brett's little brother. Um, you know, they did the New Heart Foundation where they they paired him with uh, with Jim Neidhart. Um, you know, it, it's it's just like again, he was a really talented guy, really great on the mic, and they just they didn't know. It's like they didn't know how to separate him from his brother. It, like that that was the hard part. Is he was always living in that shadow when I think he was just as good as a performer in the ring some people might say he was maybe even better and he was definitely a better personality um i quite honestly i thought he was a better wrestler than bret hart i mean he had 10 times the moves that bret hart did obviously well he was you know he they were there he was he he unlike bret i think bret went from canada straight into the wwf uh, Owen went to Japan, he went to Mexico, he learned those styles, and, you know, he was pulling off high-flying moves before they really became popular. So, yeah, he probably was. I mean, he actually, if you think about it, he really was more talented than his brother. Again, it's just bad timing, you know? His brother came first, became a megastar, and it's like he's he's stuck in the shadows. Yeah, you know, I, I guess, because uh, yeah, obviously, for a while, his brother was the more of a push for Vince, obviously until the whole thing happened. Yeah, with the with the whole screw job and everything. And yeah. then and and then it's almost kinda like after that, uh, you know, Brett leaves, Owen stays, but it, it's sort of like, okay, you have a superstar in the making right there. Um, you know, he can almost kind of step in and fill the role of his brother almost, you know, uh, of kind of like headlining your company there. Um, you know, maybe start a few with Shawn Michaels, you know, Hey, you know, you got my brother run out of this federation. You, you, you screwed him over, you cheated him. You know, there's a great stuff. It's almost sort of like they then turned around and punished him for being Bret Hart's brother. (laughs) Yeah. They made him the blue blazer, right? Exactly. It's like he had nothing to do with that. He had nothing to do with Brett's whole attitude towards the end there. And it's sort of like, well, Brett's gone, so we're going to blame you. And now you're the blue blazer and you're going to be the butt of every joke. And it's it's like it's crazy because he's so talented or he, he was so talented. It was it was such a waste. Yeah, it's a shame, too. But, yeah, yeah. So that's why I really thought that he was underrated. Uh, again, just like a lot of these wrestlers and, you know, we've talked about this before because we talked about lost wrestlers it's a shame uh gone too early 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So the next one on my list is another one, too, that's kind of gone too early. And I think you're going to like this one because you've, you've mentioned him before as, as a guy you really liked. Uh, he was popular in the South. He was popular in the territories. Uh, on the old World Championship Wrestling, he'd show up every once in a while. Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Oh, I do like Eddie Gilbert, yeah. And the thing is, is I think when you say the name, some people are probably like, yeah, I heard of him or I might have heard about him. And if you never saw him, this guy was phenomenal. Uh, he was he was a little guy, you know, um, at, at a time when uh, Giants and, you know, Hulk Hogan types were really kind of the, the thing in wrestling. Incredible on the mic. I mean, very funny, very spontaneous. Um, you know, he always kind of played the heel or he kind of played like the edgy good guy, kind of pushing the boundaries. Um, and just in the ring, phenomenal. I mean, fast as anything. And again, before high flying moves were really popular, he was pulling them off. I mean, the thing of it is, is he, as far as I know, he never made it up to the WWF, never made it up to like a big national. No, he stayed the AWA was like the biggest thing that he made it to, right? Yeah, and you know, unfortunately, at that time, their their television coverage really wasn't that great. Um, so you know, it's like again, it's a guy that you know people probably like have heard the name or as soon as i mentioned it people are like, oh you know like people that have been following wrestling from like the late 70s or early 80s are probably oh yeah hot stuff eddie gilbert and again you know for all we know he could have been poised to maybe make it a, a jump to the wwf but you know just like owen hart you know he was taken way too soon and we'll never know and it's a shame because kind of just like owen hart uh just like owen hart really talented on the mic, great personality, and just a great in-ring worker, and not that many people will really know about him. Did he die of a heart attack? Yeah, it did, but I think they kind of linked it back to either steroids or drugs or, or a combination of it. Because, again, he wasn't – I mean, to me, he looked like he was like five feet tall. You know, he, he was a short guy. Hey, watch it. <laughs> but if you remember him, he was like – he was kind of like muscled – and they were kind of saying, like, yeah, that was a bit enhanced, you know, to kind of try to, like, beef up his character a bit. And they think it was, like, a combination of that and drugs and his heart couldn't take it. And I, I think he was, like, in his, his mid-30s when yeah, it happened. I think he was 33. Was he, like – I know he – I think the most the, – the biggest title he had was, like, the AWA TV championship or something like that. Yeah, probably something like that. It's almost sort of like he was like, – I kind of feel like he was poised, like he was ready. Like they were kind of getting him ready for maybe a big push in the NWA, maybe you know something against Ric Flair. Maybe Vince had his eye on him and was going to try to lure him over to the WWF. But again, you know, early to mid-30s, taken way too soon. We'll never know. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, it really is. All right, um, I'll give you another one here. Go for it. All right, so Dar Darren Kenneth Matthews. Do you know who that is? Darren Kenneth Matthews. I'll give me the real name of this wrestler. Go for it. William Regal. Well, I got to cross him right off of my list because <laughs> that I had him on there. All righty. Now, that, that's funny because you all, you always make fun of me for liking William Regal. But go ahead. Why, <laughs> why is he underrated? I, you know, I, again, 
technical wrestler. Um, you know, and those technical wrestlers sometimes are underrated just to the fact that they're actual wrestlers, right? Um, he was he's very good on the mic. He's very funny. You know, uh, I think that sometimes they're overlooked. Um, he was very, you know, I think he was he's more known for like being the commissioner or whatever he was off, you know, for in the WWE. But I think he's very, he's not, um, I, I, he's not, uh, I, he's just not known for his like international wrestling and all these other things that he's done and his, his, uh, as his real wrestling. So, you know, I think that's where he's underrated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that's a thing because a, a few of the other people I have on my lists, you know, when I start talking about them, I think the thing that's going to come up is is great technical wrestlers. And he was. He was a phenomenal. He started, from what I read about him, he started like on the carnival circuit in England where, you know, it was sort of like they wrestled and then, you know, kind of like a let people in the audience like, hey, you think you could beat this kid? And, you know, it's like he had to learn kind of how to wrestle and fight for real. Um, I think people kind of looked at him and thought he was sort of like, you know, pompous and kind of like prissy and this and that because of the characters he played. But, you know, reading up on him, people that knew him said, like, he was legitimate tough guy. You didn't want to cross him because growing up and working that carnival circuit and, and, and like – wrestling in 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 bars and whatnot where patrons would literally fight him like he knew how to handle himself and he was very funny on the mic i mean a very dry sense of humor um and yeah when he became like the commissioner of raw or, or something like that yeah, it's called I mean, the general manager that's what it is that's the, what the general is. manager i mean ab- absolutely hilarious yeah. and uh, he also i think he was the one too that they had that angle where they brought in, um, oh boy, and I can't remember the guy's name. He was um, Eric Bischoff's like nephew. Um, you know, they were kind of like <coughs> hinting that he might be a little like slow. Um, oh, the guy looked pick- like the guy looked like Macho Man. The guy that kind of looked like Macho Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of his name, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and, he's and the, the thing is, he's the cross between uh, Macho Man and Richard Simmons, right? Is that yeah, the yeah, <laughs> kind of, yeah. And um, and the whole thing was is they kind of like you know saddled him with William Regal, like William Regal had to take care of him, and you know he he didn't like it. And then I think like Bischoff was like, "Well, come on, teach him how to wrestle." And then the gimmick, what that was supposed to be, was like even though he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. He was actually an amazing wrestler so much so that William Regal was sort of like respected him. Like this kid can wrestle and actually tried to get him a push. And they had great stories with that. And I mean, he was just, he was a class act. And I think because of the characters he played, which he played well, and the fact that he wasn't flashy, I think people tend to think of him as a joke and he, he's highly underrated. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him and, Triple H were tag team partners at one time. They were the like, uh, that's they were the Blue Bloods, right? The Blue Bloods. Yep, that's yeah. right. I actually like William Regal. I like you know. I'll tell you, be honest. Uh, here goes Rails. Um, mm-hmm. I like those wrestlers that come in and it started like kind of with the Iron Sheik. Those wrestlers that hate America because they're, they're just so funny. It's like way over the top, stupid. Absolutely. And I love seeing those like you remember back in the day when you you know you're a kid and you. And those people that like, you know, wrestling real. Um, 
Yeah, they hate America. You know, those things are so funny. It's like seeing those people get wound up over it. It's Mm -hmm. it's just so funny. And it it brings me back to like now because you have like these (laughs) – I'm getting off way off the tracks. No, no. But you know how like today like people – and not not getting into politics, try not to get into politics, but you know how people are so like right and left wing like – I hate Trump. I love Trump. I hate this, you know, like that. It's like back watching wrestling. Like Iron Sheik, he's he, I hate this person. You know, it's I, I can't really explain it, but William Regal was like it's like is like that guy. Like the wrestling is like those is like the is like politics now. They say so much stupid crap that it, it's like watch listening to people that that like think wrestling's real and fake yeah yeah (laughs) no you're no you're you're right and i think back then the thing that was great was you know we loved the heroes obviously but we loved the villains more because they did it so well uh you know like if it was an iron sheik with the you know hating america or nikolai volkov or, or any of those or even rick flair with the whole you know he's so rich and he's so much better than you I mean, those guys were the bad guys, but you loved them. You loved them because it's like you love to hate them. And you don't see that. Like, you don't see characters like that anymore. And, like, William Regal was a great one because he's, like, he was always, like, Lord William Regal and Sir William Regal and this and that. And, and you know, he just had that attitude that he's superior british guy and pompous and it's like you just loved you love to hate him but they, and yeah, that's gone now but they're you know like back then right you know they're they were so like pompous and everything but they were dopey right and absolutely you remember super friends right the tv show super friends sure all the bad guys were like they're pompous and everything but they're always dopey they always did stupid stuff right so it was, it was consistent i loved it well i mean that's the thing too is like if you you know you talk about super friends i mean the wwf had a, a saturday morning cartoon like hulk hogan and his oh, I love that show. wrestling pals and all the bad guys they, they were all idiots mm-hmm. they were always you know <laughs> screwing up and and you know, you loved it. Like the heroes could do no wrong, and the villains couldn't do anything right. Uh, and it was great. And it was great. And nowadays, it's just guys coming out, cutting the same promo they cut every week, and it's you know nobody's really good and nobody's really bad. And you, you know, there's there's this like nothing. Yeah, it's nothing it's anymore. It's hard to watch. It is. All right, whose turn is it? It's yours or mine? <laughs> I believe it's my turn. So scratching William Regal off my list. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, no, he 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 definitely deserves it. All righty. This guy was a member of the Four Horsemen. Oh my God! You just told you just stole my guy. <laughs> well, you, well, you don't know which one it is yet. <laughs> he was. I think he was probably the least known of the Four Horsemen. Uh, not the best on the microphone, but great in the ring. Tully Blanchard. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> okay. I'll so I, have the, I, I, I have the other guy on my list, too. Well, we can talk can about both them. of them then. We'll talk about both well, of them. That's fine. We might as well, because I'm sure we're both talking about Arn Anderson as well. <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the two of them were great technical wrestlers. Yeah. Um, Arn Anderson was a little better on the mic, because he, he had that real gruff, you know, 
Like, this is what I'm going to do to you. This is how I'm going to beat you up and whatever. I mean, they were phenomenal, phenomenal wrestlers. But you're in a stable with Ric Flair. You're going to get overlooked. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that, you know, honestly, they, you know, Ric Flair was the flash and dash. And again, Ric Flair was a great wrestler, too. Absolutely. I was going to mention this earlier. You know, we... We I don't know if we ever talked about over overrated wrestlers or not. I thought we not did. yet, but we will. <laughs> I, know, I know at some point we were going to, and um, but you know, and I know we've said somewhere we talked about we might have mentioned something like other other than that. I don't think Ric Flair is an overrated wrestler. I actually think he's actually maybe underrated too at some times, but um, I he's 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 a, a shining light, and it's hard to like. When you're in a group with him, it's hard to be seen. And I think whoever's in there... Now, like, when you had Ric Flair... I mean, when you have Lex Luger... Now, Lex Luger, because of what he looks like, it's hard to, like, not see him. But when mm-hmm. you have Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, even though they're tag team champions or they were whatever, they're always in the background. But those, those two guys are such technical wrestlers, and they just do go about their business every day. They're great... What they do, their business, um, they're just fantastic. And the thing is, like, you look at like Orrin Anderson, and you you look at the way he was built, and you're like, well, that guy's a brawler. Like, yeah. he's just going to come in there and 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 beat you up and punch you down and kick you. But he would always put on great technical matches. Uh, and Tully Blanchard too, same thing. Like, he was he was just a great technical wrestler. They were tag team champions forever. Uh, Arn was the TV champion forever. Uh, I'm sure Tully Blanchard had like he had some title, like the U.S. title or the national title. I know he's a TV um, champion at one t- at some point in time. He was a TV champion, I think. Yeah, I mean all those guys. I mean they yeah. just you know except for the heavyweight title. I mean they passed those titles back and forth amongst themselves pretty much. And that's the thing is is he yeah Ric Flair was the flash and dash absolutely and he could wrestle. Um, but, you know, if you don't have those guys doing what they could do in the ring and just beating everybody, you, you don't have the four horsemen. Because if, if it's one guy doing everything, then it's like, eh, how great are they? Right. You know, it's like you look at Degeneration X, it's like they were funny guys and they cut great promos. But, you know, how great were were you know, uh, Billy Gunn and, and, and the road dog. I mean, they were tag champions, but come on. Oh, I love, I love those guys. They weren't Owen Anderson and Telly Blanche. I mean, Absolutely. No, they man. weren't. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's like without those two guys, you don't have the four horsemen because the four <laughs> horsemen were the guys. They had every title. They won everything. They were the best, and they let you know they were the best. And it's like, again, they were the villains you love to hate. And it's yeah. like, you hated Ric Flair because he was so over the top, but you hated Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, because they just they just didn't stop winning. They they beat everybody and got all the titles. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about the we've talked about the the stables before, right? We've done like mm-hmm. the, yeah. So I mean, when you look at the stables, you know, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Ric Flair. They're the stables. I mean, uh, Triple H and, and uh, Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. uh, Hogan, Nash, and Hall. Anybody else you could throw in there, but you need to have these people. And that, and, that, and like you said, those 
Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, they are the horsemen. I know they had other other forms of the horsemen, but it really wasn't the horsemen without those two guys. I mean, I, I still say my favorite lineup is the originals. Even with Ole Anderson in there, who wasn't the greatest guy, you know, you, you, you need those originals in there. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 were, they were the best. They, they really were. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was Ole, Arn, Tully, and, and Rick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but again, like you said, I mean, underrated just because of the fact that they, I mean, they were outshined by Ric Flair by 100 miles, but they did do what they had to do. And, and you know, and you watch some of their fight, their, rest, their matches, I mean, they wrestled the Rock and Roll Express a, a million times. Uh, the Midnight Express, I think they've wrestled them plenty of times, too. Um, yeah, but back then in the day, too, a lot of those times, you never really saw a heel wrestle a heel. No. No. Yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely uh, definitely not as often as it is now. I mean, now you see anybody wrestle anybody. It didn't really matter who they are. Yeah, because there's no – we don't have those divisions anymore. We don't have your heels and your faces anymore. It's Everybody's just kind of the same. It's just, you know, who's feuding with who. Uh, you know, whatever. It's 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 – yeah. It's generic. It's not the same. It's not the same. At all. It really isn't. No. All right. So I'm going to give you, I'll give you one more. All righty. And you tell me what you think. All right. So again, another guy gone too soon. Um, uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Absolutely. You think? I was actually, I was actually thinking about him, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, another guy who I think is very good on the mic. Um, I don't think he got enough chances to be, um, uh, you know, given enough chances to really wrestle for like the heavyweight championship. I mean, again, he was in that era with like Hogan and Macho Man and so many other like great wrestlers that he really didn't get a chance to get the opportunity to wrestle for these titles. He spent most of his time in the undercards fighting like like another under underrated guy, uh, like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Rick Rude. He was fighting those type of guys. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, and I think the other thing that kind of hurt him too is is he did get injured. I think he had like a bad neck injury, so yeah. he was sidelined for a while. Um, and that's the thing is, as I think you know, when he first um when he first came to the WWF, he was we we saw what a great wrestler he was. He was a great technical wrestler and real, you know, just real sound in the ring. And again. The whole persona of, you know, he's perfect, simply perfect. Everything he did, those promos he would cut where he's making trick shots and whatnot, you know, you you love to hate him. But when he was sidelined with his injury and he started uh, co-hosting, um, I think it was like primetime wrestling. Uh, and it was, um, it would be like Vince McMahon would host it and you'd have Gorilla Monsoon, you'd have some other face guy like sometimes it was hillbilly jim something you know it was whoever and on the other side of the table you had bobby heenan and mr perfect and he was so he was so smarmy and so cocky it's like you really saw his personality and i think the shame of it is is you know he he was plagued by injuries he couldn't wrestle as much and then again just like a lot of the guys on this list that we mentioned taken way too soon I really loved him in the AWA when he used to tag team with Scott Hall. 
Yeah. And then oh he, yeah. Then he uh, then he backstabbed Hall. I actually had that on watch out VHS at some point in time, <laughs> and uh, it was it was great. I mean, uh, I think another guy again, and I, I'm. I know we're like we're just kind of throwing people out there, but I think Scott Hall is a very underrated wrestler as well. Yeah, and, old and, Scott you know, Hall, old Scott yeah, Hall. Yeah, I mean he definitely is an underrated wrestler. You know, great gimmicks, uh, Razor Ramon, and even just playing himself. Um, and, and again, I think what people, unfortunately, with Scott Hall, what people are going to remember with him is his, you know, is his horrible drug problem and how he kind of crashed and burned after wrestling, and they're going to forget like. He and Shawn Michaels had like a legendary. I think they had like a ladder match yep. for for the world title, and it's like still considered one of the best matches ever. And the thing of it is, is he's not a little guy. You know, he's a big guy he's pulling a big off a dude. great match. Uh, yeah, John and I met him at uh, Steel City Con. Him and him and Kevin Nash. You know, I'm a little mm-hmm. du- I'm a little dude. Obviously, I mean, I have to like you know stand on a step stool to like get stuff out of the cabinet. <laughs> um, those guys are monsters. Um, they really are yeah. big dudes. Uh, uh, it was very intimidating. Uh, oh, yeah. Scary dudes. So I'm going to give you a, a top ten from not from Ranker. From an, well, again, actually, again. Oh, I, I got I got one more. Go, I give me one, one more. more. Give me one more. Okay, this is a guy we talk about him a lot. We had a guest on that was actually trained by this guy. I Alan. Mean, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Malenko. Oh, I thought you were gonna tell me Matt. I was like, Matt's definitely an underrated wrestler. Matt <laughs> well, from Kirby he Comics, he's definitely an underrated wrestler. <laughs> yeah, but the guy that trained him, uh, Dean, Dean Malenko. Malenko. Yeah, you know, I I saw that as an uh, underrated wrestler uh, somewhere, and I'm like, wow, really? I didn't think he was underrated. But go ahead, well, tell me about it. Well, you know, because I think what it is is I think. Like, you know, you and I really appreciate, we appreciate what he did in the ring. I mean, out of all these guys we mentioned, he's probably the best technical wrestler out of all of them. I think he's one of the best technical wrestlers ever, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he, he absolutely is. And, you know, he, the, the thing the thing is, is, is he needed to go against somebody that was really, had a dynamic personality. Because his kind of like silent, stoic personality was a great contrast. And if they couldn't do that, it was really tough to like give him a push. And I think people forget him because, again, he, he wasn't flashy. He wasn't flipping and flying and everything. He was just such a great wrestler that, you know, if you ask people like, you know, who, who who's some of the best wrestlers you've ever seen, they're, they're not going to mention him because they just don't remember him because yeah. he wasn't he wasn't flashy. He wasn't funny. He wasn't he was just great. Yeah. And I guess it just wasn't enough to really get him all that notice. So I, I kind of think, you know, for a lot of people, he's he's very underrated. I think. I, yeah, I get it now. I mean, he's kind of like Arn Anderson. He really is probably the closest thing to Arn Anderson that. There is to Arn Anderson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other than I think, well, obviously, I think he's a better wrestler than Arn Anderson. But um, I think watching those two guys go at each other would probably be a, a really good match. Just it'd be like, just don't let them talk. Let like someone talk for them. <laughs> you know, like Bobby Heenan and like JJ Dillon do the talking for them. <laughs> that's that's why those guys were there. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, yeah, you're right. I mean. Now, I see it now, but yeah, I mean, I, I always look at uh, Dean Malenko as being like one of the top wrestlers ever. 
I mean, I, I, I think he is, but I just think in terms of like fan appreciation, he's very underrated. I, I, I think most fans wouldn't. Yeah, I you guess know. if you were so if you did a if you did a uh, a top ten for real wrestling fans versus like casual. You think the mm-hmm. you think the list would be completely different? You would you would say right? I would think there would be a lot of differences. I think yeah. I think you know there's going to be some similarities. I think you know Ric Flair's name is going to pop up on both lists. Macho Man's going to pop up on both lists. But you know, real like wrestling purists might not have Hulk Hogan up there, or if they do, he's going to be low down on the list. Right. And and they're going to have guys like Malenko and Anderson and Blanchard, and, and the casual fan is probably not. Now, your daughter yeah. and your wife don't watch wrestling, right? No, not at all. No, they, no interest. <laughs> no. But your daughter and your wife both know who Hulk Hogan is, right? Uh, yeah. I they mean, both know who The Rock is, right? Oh, how can you not? <laughs> but they have, do they know The Rock from movies, or do they know Rock from wrestling? Movies, movies, but, yeah. uh, you know, I've shown them his work, uh, not so much like the wrestling part of it, but like, uh, when he would cut promos and stuff and it's like, you, you, you know, they're, they're like, wow, you could really, see, like they said, you could see why this guy became a movie star because he was very charismatic, you know, cutting promos as a wrestler. Did we do a show on promos and who could, who, who could, who's the best on the mic? I don't think we did, no. Who was better, Hogan or, or Flair or, or Rock? Oof. I mean... Or Macho Man. Is, or is there someone oh, better? Wow. I mean, I think... Okay, if you look at those four, I think Hogan is kind of the weakest link there because it was kind of the same thing over and over again with him. Ooh, brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like... Even, even like, if he were to come out today, I mean, that's what he's going to do. Um... Did I mean, you see the, they're doing uh, No Hold Barts 2? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, they're doing No Hold Barts 2. Oh, got to yeah. check that out. Because yeah. I know they're also doing the uh, Hulk Hogan biopic with uh, Chris Hebsworth. Oh, God. Uh, we'll see. Not to see it, but I mean, I'm going to suffer through it. But. <laughs> but it's like The Rock was so spontaneous. Like, uh, it's almost like he could improv. Um the macho man was just like his promos were insane like some of the stuff you're like what the heck is he talking about i mean those three he was like your crazy uncle though he would just go off he on was <laughs> he was he would just go off on tangents he'd like turn around he'd look at the like he'd turn away from the camera and like stare at the wall and say ridiculous <laughs> stuff with that voice and it's like you, you loved it and flair with screaming in the camera about how great he was. I mean, I would tune in to, to TBS every Saturday night and wait for that. Just wait for those promos. I'm like, what is he gonna? What is he gonna say this time? Um, I, those three are great. I just I, like the great player dropping elbows on his jacket. That was kind of like my favorite. I, I like Rock the best. I'll be honest, but Rick mm-hmm. Flair's Rick Flair is definitely a close two, uh, especially when he's in the ring dropping the elbows. Um, and then I, I liked Macho Man and Hogan. But again, I liked Hogan as a kid. Um, obviously, you know, he was probably the best. And I didn't really get a lot of um, – a lot of uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't get a lot of airtime for Flair until 
you know, a little bit later because I didn't have TBS until I was like 10, 11, 12. So right, right. You know, I was always seeing Hogan. But uh, once I saw Flair, I'm like, whoa, wrestling is this too? You know, it was perfect. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Off the tangent. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, underrated wrestling. Uh, I have a top 10 here for you, and it's not oh, from Ranker. Really? I couldn't find one from Ranker. Ranker didn't have one. Slack. <laughs> Slackers. All right. So, number 10, Lance Storm. I I know who he is. Um, mm-hmm. He I never really watched him. Um, do you know who he is? Yeah, he was like WCW like later when it was kind of falling apart. And again, he was one of these guys, great technical wrestler, just like couldn't talk. Like when he would get on the mic, it was like a robot. It was it was terrible. But the thing with Lance Storm is, he was the type of technical wrestler that other wrestlers would go to for help to be like, I got to come up with a really cool finisher or something like that. They would go to Lance storm because he was just a sound technical wrestler. So yeah, he's totally underrated. He wasn't the glacier, right? No, I don't even know who that guy was. Honestly. All right, Fandango. I remember this guy. He was stupid, but I don't know him very well. I mean, yeah, that was kind of at a time I didn't really watch, and I and I've like seen that like people sticking him on a list saying he's underrated. I really don't know him that well enough. So, all right, Christian is number eight, and I love Christian. And I had a really great conversation with him at Steel City Con. I, I oh. find that he's underrated, but I get it. But I mean, I loved him. I thought he was a great wrestler. Yeah, I mean, he was, and together with Edge, I mean, they were they were hilarious. Um, Christian and Edge, and 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 all the stuff they did, and yeah, same thing. I mean, he was he was just a great sound wrestler. You know, he was a cruiserweight, maybe not as flashy as some of the other cruiserweights, but he was really good. But I think again, he kind of he came at a time when there was just so much talent. He he just got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Number seven, Darren Kenneth Matthews, William mm, Regal. William Regal, yep. Number six, Jack Swagger. I never that's heard. what, yeah, again, that's like one of these more recent guys. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of his. Uh, number five, Gold Dust. Uh, and, and, I've heard, and I've heard people say that, you know, that he's totally underrated. I, I don't know. I, I just. I never thought he was that great of a wrestler. When I he just... was Dustin Rhodes, I thought he was good. I, I don't really like the dust dust gold dust persona. It's kind of freaky to me. Yeah, I really like I don't I don't get it, you know. I just like when he when he came out like that, I was just like, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I have to be honest with you, I think I think Dusty Rhodes' kids are kind of weird. Uh both of them. Both of them yeah. are kinda of like, I don't know where Dusty went wrong there. Uh, number, f- uh, I, Listen, I have good kids. I don't know what It's weird. Uh, and you have a good kid too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I just, I don't know. Uh, number four is Kane. Yeah, it's the same thing too. I, I, I saw a lot of people putting them on lists. And I don't know. I, I, same thing. Like, I just never... I, I, the big I just guys never got into it. The big guys, I don't know. I'm not sure. I like Kane... I think I like Kane and, and Undertaker together as a tag team. Listen, Undertaker's sure, great, sure. but uh, I'm not sure about him. Shelton Benjamin, I don't know a lot about him. He was kind of like on the edge of me leaving. Um, technical wrestler, not too uh, – again, a amateur wrestler, so I'm sure he's very good. 
he was on the Olympic team, I believe, as well. So I'm mm-hmm. sure he's very good. Johnny Morrison, I don't know much about him. Nah, I don't know much about him either. And number one, your boy, mm-hmm. Dean Malenko. There you go. So there you, you know. go. There it is. And, and I think the reason that one took you by surprise is because you, you you respected him so much. You're like, he's not underrated. He's great. Well, you know but, what it is, too. Again, like, Matt mm-hmm. loves him. You know, Obviously, because Matt trained with him. But Yeah. And you're right, because, you know, you see him, and he's so well-respected in the, the wrestling world that, you know, and again, we watch him forever. You know, we know what he can do. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it is. And I think... You know, casual fans wouldn't even remember him because in their mind, you know, he wasn't funny. He didn't have a catchphrase. He didn't do some crazy move. And I think that's why he's probably one of the most underrated wrestlers ever, because if you really watched him in the ring, he put on a great show there. And yeah, is he your favorite wrestler? He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, it's that, and that's a hard question to like off the top of my head. Who's my favorite wrestler? Because I think like for for technical wrestling, he's he's definitely one of them. But kind of combining like wrestling and personality, I would say like a, a Macho Man or a Flair would probably be like my top guys. If you could, you know those uh, one of those things called the the Eight Man. Uh, Eight man steel cage matches. What's that one called? Uh, no, the, there's Survivor uh, Series or uh, no, the the what's it called? Bunkhouse Brawl or something. Hell, in the, hell, what the hell? Hell in the oh, cell. Hell in the cell. The, it's the eight man uh, winner take all match thing. Sure. Yeah, if you had eight guys that you would want to see in there, who would it be? Ooh, wow. Let's see. Eight guys in there. Got to put Flair in there. Got to put Savage in there. Got to put Sting in there. Probably throw Lex Luger in there. So that's four. I like to see him get his ass kicked. <laughs> I mean, he he was just such a like a physical like in his prime. Like he he was just such a beast. Um, wow. Yeah, I like to see Macho Man just beat his ass. Absolutely. <laughs> um. I probably then would like take like a William Regal, a Hardcore Holly, a Dean Belenko, and this might not be a popular pick. I'd love to see in his prime a Chris Benoit there, just because he was he he was phenomenal. He was, and I always wonder if he's kind of like an underrated wrestler because of the whole his whole story, like what happened with him and what happened with his wife and child. And because yeah. he was, a, he was a great wrestler, but his, his reputation is totally tarnished now. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. Well, I tell you this, I'd like to see Brooklyn brawler, SD Jones, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. junkyard dog. Oh, <laughs> imagine that matchup. How many oh, people are going to go see that thing? Right. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be crazy. That would be like, you know, Iron like, Mike Sharp. <laughs> Put those four in there, and then put like on the other side Lex Luger, <laughs> Macho Man, Ric Flair, and uh, and I don't know Barry Windham. See what happens. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of crazy matchups you could do. <laughs> yeah, I like to see. I like to see an all Barry O. I want to see an all uh, Jobber 
uh, card come out and and like let them get their let them get their uh, fifteen minutes of fame. They deserve it. I mean, yeah, and and we did a show on them, and I mean, you know, if you really want to talk underrated wrestlers, those guys really were because they were they were sound wrestlers. They knew what they were doing, but their job was they had to make the other guy like they were so good they could make mediocre wrestlers look good so yeah. that was their job was was to do that and and they're some of the the most underrated wrestlers ever yeah i mean they talk about you know they talk about jobs that have gone away in in, in the world jobbers jobs have gone away they don't have Absolutely. them any, they don't have them anymore now nah, they really don't you don't have nah, this, really you don't, don't have saturday morning wrestling anymore you don't nope. have any of that stuff so they don't they don't need that anymore they really don't you don't have it because there's so much talking on these shows and everything else, they don't have time for that. Yeah, the talking, and then you know, like th- that's the one thing is is is, is you know, I'll watch, um, you know, I'll watch. Oh, uh, I take the soapbox, put it on it, stand on it. Yeah, no, I mean, so <laughs> so you know, you watch you watch a wrestling show now, and somebody will come out in the beginning and they'll talk for ten minutes, then they'll go backstage and they'll interview somebody back there for ten minutes, and. You know, it's it's sort of like, oh, maybe we'll throw a wrestling match in there in between all this talking. I mean, that's that's what it's become is, you know, coming out to the ring and saying something and then somebody else comes out to, to get in your face. And then, oh, let's go backstage and, and see what's going on back there. And it's like, what? What are we gonna watch wrestling? Uh, yeah, then they'll, <laughs> then they'll sexualize. They'll put out some some girl in a bikini and that, like, you know, that's yeah, great, thanks. You know, yeah, it is. Stupid. It's like. And it's like, I mean, and that's the thing is, is you know, and it's not like, it's like back in the 80s, these guys cut promos. Yeah. And, you know, were there, you know, were there cute women in wrestling, you know, involved in wrestling? Yeah, absolutely. There, there was, but they put on like an overall really good show. And it's like now I feel like it's, I think you said this one time, it's like, it's so scripted out. You don't even need to watch WrestleMania anymore. Go online a day before and read the script and you know what happens. Yeah. It's it's like it's so scripted out. It's like, okay, tonight, uh, you know, you're gonna go out and you're gonna say this, and then we're gonna interview you and you're gonna say this. Uh you two are gonna wrestle for two minutes and something stupid's gonna happen. And, and it's just it's and, and you know, when you look at some of the guys that we mentioned on this list, the way they were brought up and the way they were trained, like like I said, I read Bob Holly's uh, autobiography. Like they were trained really on how to put on a show, not just to wrestle, but how to like cut a promo. Like he said, they were taught you had two minutes to cut a promo, and you didn't make a promo for one minute and fifty nine seconds, or two minutes, and it was two minutes on the dot. Um, you know, you learned how to create drama in the ring. You learned how to create drama in the roster. Like, there were no writers, there were no, you know, these guys did a lot of it on their own, and guys nowadays, it's just like, okay, go out there and read this, and, and try to sound cool. <laughs> the only reason why I watch WrestleMania is to see who's coming back, like, The Rock comes back and does, like, a a, a ten-minute thing or something like that, and, you know, that's the only reason why I even want to watch it. It's not even worth t- the time to watch this stuff anymore. I, I I totally agree. You know, it's, it's totally a shame. Agree. And that's why we talk about it on here, because it's the fun to talk about the old stuff. We sound like two old guys just, like, <laughs> bitching and moaning. 
But what what else do we have to do? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, listen to us on uh, on iTunes and or mm-hmm. Google Play. You can find us on Enter the No Zone. And uh, I did. I googled us, Jay. I, really? I, I googled Enter the No Zone, and we popped up first. How about that one? Wow. Yeah, and it, it says Enter the No Zone on iTunes. And uh, you can find us on iTunes or Google. Um, also, and you can find us on uh, the Instagram, the Instagram where the kids can find yes. us. Yes, yes. Um, I'll uh, definitely put up. I'll definitely put up a lot of stuff related to today's show. Absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, this will be posted uh, fairly soon. Um, you can find us all on there. You can find um, find us everywhere. You can find Instagram. Uh, find us on Facebook as well. You can mm-hmm. anywhere. There's what you're rambling? I am rambling. My my daughter's sitting here telling me I'm rambling. <laughs> we we Uh-oh. this is this is what we're here to do. We do we ramble. That's what we're here to do. Um, so make sure you, you listen to us on all those things. Uh, we want to do a special thanks out there, Jay. Right to um, all of our friends. Who are they? Yeah, I mean, if you're in Central Jersey, head on down to Milltown to Main Street Comics. Uh, just went there yesterday, and they. They are still in business. They've been there forever, and they'll be there forever. Uh, out by you, don't forget Kirby Comics. Um, you know, I know you've been there, and from what you say, it is a class act comic store. If you're out in, uh, is it where, where where where's Matt at? Is it York? Is it? Is it uh, it's Hanover. And make sure if you want to, yeah, with Matt, he knows everything about wrestling, and he knows everything about uh, comic books. He's an encyclopedia. Yeah, he absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, if oh, you're... If you, don't, if you don't know what an encyclopedia is, uh, it's the Google of old people. <laughs> and if you're new to the show, uh, if you want to hear Matt, Matt actually appeared on the show twice, once uh, to talk about comics and once to talk about wrestling. So check that, check both those shows out. Uh, and if you're out in California and Anaheim, uh, head out to the Lag Bar. Uh, they're also on Instagram, the Lag Bar, I believe, on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, great place to eat and to game, and I think we hit everybody. Now, what, now, what are you doing with Jay, Jason? What are you doing with Jason? What's that show you're doing with Jason? Oh, so, well, Jason, uh, one of the other podcasts I do, uh, Stuff You Don't Need to Know, Um Every so often when Jason and I can get together, <laughs> which is few and far between, um, we're doing like verses. Like we're kind of doing fantasy matchups. Uh, we did a whole thing with the Karate Kid, uh, taking a young Daniel and a young Johnny and pitting them against uh, kind of the stars of Cobra Kai. Uh, we're doing some stuff like Lord of the Rings characters versus game of throne characters and uh, we'll see where we where we'll see where that goes <laughs> well that sounds like fun that's good fun. <laughs> i don't know about the i don't know the uh the, the game of thrones people so i couldn't tell you who's gonna win what but i'll take the lord of the rings guys because i don't know the other ones <laughs> but uh i'll take uh the the young johnny versus uh the young danny i think that uh, that was rigged uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we and we and we 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 definitely got into that. <laughs> J- Jason actually had a great quote about about uh, the the athletic prowess of, of Ralph Macchio. It's just you got to It's funny stuff. Well, I'll tell you, when I when uh, John and I saw them both at uh, 
Steel City Con. I can tell you that I think in real life, uh, Johnny can take uh, Danny. <laughs> yeah, William Zabka does look like he, he he could really just snap him. Oh, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. I mean, nothing against Ralph Macho, but he's a real skinny dude. And uh, Johnny looks like he works out. <laughs> I will agree. <laughs> so anyway, so check us out. Enter the Nerd Zone. Uh, again, we'll, we'll be back very soon. We're get, we have to make up our uh, – we do need to talk about Keanu Reeves. We kind of mm-hmm. did, but it didn't work out very well. So uh, um, check us out again. Uh, so Jay, same bad yes, time. Same bad channel. All right. Uh, Batman, sue us. <laughs> yep. <laughs>